This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome back to the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Fried. So good to be back here with you, Jordana. We love a Sunday special, don't we? We love a Sunday special. We've got, you know, we had our great live show last week, which I'm so, we're so thankful that everyone who came out had a great time. We have a new You Up Crew Next sweatshirt. So go check that out. Jared, what, what do you have coming up? I have so many dates that I'm getting because of you, the listeners. Listen, I, I really do appreciate you guys. Um, I said to people, I was like, if you want me to come to your town, tell tell, tell someone, the, tell the club. Yeah, and I and can't, people do that. People do. Wow, that. I can't. I will go That's anywhere and do stand up. Because if someone was like, get, someone was like, you know, tell them, I'd be like, tell who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can DM a club account. That's I don't know how saying. much it people helps. Are yeah, like, they're in, are innovative. They want you there. That's I, amazing. And I want to come there. I people are always mean to their own town you know like oh right. i gotta go to buffalo and i'm like i love buffalo i had great a great rings. time there but let me give some dates if that's okay okay so we have phoenix arizona i'm in las vegas nevada and phoenix and long beach new york st louis missouri for new year's fort lauderdale florida uh liberty township which is cincinnati ohio West Nyack, that's Westchester, New York, um, Philadelphia, Sacramento, Pittsburgh, Omaha, Columbus, Albany. I'm going Ooh. back to Albany. When are you going to Long Beach? That's where uh, Mike's parents live. Oh, I'll really? Send them. The 20th of December. I'll get them tickets. They, they're, they're my new friends. Yeah, now they're, you know. We've had a drink Hang together. out with you, yeah. yeah. Uh, Long Beach, uh, one night only. It's like a Monday night, so. Oh, cool. That'll be fun. I'll probably love that. Yeah. Um, and that's really what I got. Jaredfree.com for tickets. Jaredfree.com. Yeah, it's, uh, this is going to be an interesting episode. We, when we do the Sunday special, it's kind of like our, you know, we do deal reveals a we lot. We usually do an email, yeah. We usually do an email, but today we got an email something like, you know, when pop culture comes into the dating world, we want to, you know, some people look to us for perspective. Yes, and this, I think, I'm so, I'm excited to talk about this because there's so many different layers to it. Um, and we're a little, I'll acknowledge that we're a little late because this is now going to yeah. be out December 12th. And we're talking about Taylor and her re-released album and All Too Well, the 10-minute version. And um, again, like this, I know that this came out the night that you were on Fallon. <laughs> My good friend Taylor, castmate Taylor yes. Swift. Uh, yeah, it, it, that was the whole Fallon episode was dedicated to we're premiering the album. Right. And then... And that was, I don't think we've recorded since then. That was amazing watching you. you on there. You did... So well. Well, I mean, the, the whole story started here. Yes. And I, the funniest part about doing Fallon is they had to come here to the Betch's offices to... COVID test you. COVID test yeah. me. And Jordana goes, what if you give me COVID? <laughs> yeah, I made it about me. Wedding. I made it about me. <laughs> I was like, you're right. I, I would feel horrible on many fronts. No, that's what you said was, this isn't about you. <laughs> that's, ex that's what you said, which was true. And then I cried it's and good. left the room. Yeah, No, yeah. it's good. You brought a little perspective into, yeah. you know, it's bigger, bigger than the wedding. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it, it, it was, uh, so I went on Fallon. Taylor Swift is a big part of it, the release of the album. But I think it's good that we're late to this because it's allowed us to have some perspective. Right. What's lacking in the Taylor Swift conversation is nuance and perspective. 
Because what people say is, I'm a fan. Anything you say could, uh, in, in as far as criticism or anything you say that isn't, I love her. She's the best. She's the songwriter of our generation. Yes. Is a negative thing. That's not what this is about. That's the internet for you. Like that's totally. the worst part of the internet is that there's no room for like an interesting kind of take with multiple Well, that's thoughts. why the, that's why I love the podcast. You can yes. hear the, the eh in someone's voice. You can hear the thinking through it and the tone of a conversation. Exactly. But we should read this email. You want to read it? Yeah, I'll read it. All right. Hey, J&J, one. Jared, you killed it on Fallon. Thank I was you. smiling like a proud mother and your best friend the whole time I watched. That means a lot. Two, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about you. Uh, <laughs> Taylor Swift's 10 minute all too well version. Can we discuss, Jared, did you watch this? I couldn't watch it because I was like, they have it on TV in your green room. Okay. Like, no, but it's out now. Like, oh, I've, I've listened to the song like, Many, many times, okay. yeah. Did you watch the video? I haven't watched the video. Okay. I'm staying away from the video. I want to stay true to the song. Well, t- I'll talk to you about the video. Okay. I- I've seen, I'll just explain it basically Please. after. Um, anyway, she goes, I'm personally not a huge Swifty, but I certainly respect her skills. And in reading the lyrics to her new version of All Too Well, I think it really encompasses a lot of the emotions people write in about to the podcast. And she sends the lyrics, um, which I don't she, think we need to read. We don't need to read them. <laughs> We're not going to read 10 minutes. Here's what I'll say to her. She's exactly right. First of all, I hate that she wrote, I'm not a personally not a huge Swifty. We don't have to, you don't have to say that. Right. We can all appreciate she's an amazing, amazing songwriter and musician. And I, I, you can't not respect the empire she's built and the way she uh, touches people's emotions. And the subject of this song, a three-month relationship, is this show. It is the crux of everything that we talk about. Yes. Um, and I have so many feelings about the song. She goes, I'll keep my thoughts quick, but to me, assuming this song is back to Jake Gyllenhaal, the situation is super common. It's a classic three-monther that ended suddenly when Jake was 29 and Taylor was 20 slash 21. Is that age correct or is it 19? Um, it might have been 19. I don't, I don't know. Does okay. that make a difference? 19 versus de- 21. I mean, it sounds worse. Yeah, and I think that plays worse. into this whole thing 19 as is well. very young. I just want to make sure, because I, I know people are going to be listening right now for anything to poke holes in, because no one is just medium on this situation, right. and we're going to be the medium source. Fine, yeah. Okay. Taylor was young. Jake was older. Fair. We'll, start, we'll say that for sure. Not certain. old. 29. You're still young. <laughs> older. I said older. Yeah, older. older. Yeah. This certainly doesn't validate how she was treated, but I think that's a, that it's a cycle that continues to happen. I date a lot of guys quite a bit older than me and no shade to age gaps, but I'm almost 30 and there's definitely a specific type of guy who goes for girls in their early 20s. Perfect examples in pop culture right now are Dave Portnoy and Diplo. And while it's up for debate that they were predatory, their actions clearly hurt the feelings of the early 20s girls they slept with. Not to make massive generalizations either, but the 29-year-old guy in Taylor's scenario seems to also align with the sudden ghosting a lot of men at that age tend to do as they're still maturing. I don't know if that's, I agree with that, but anyway. I'm not at all asking you to tell me what age of man they should sleep with, but I'm 99% confident that at least a few T-Swift fans will continue to get hurt by the three-monthers and romanticize guys significantly older than them. So we'd love to hear your thoughts on how to spot the red flags, gauge your own maturity, and focus on taking it slow in these situations to avoid the real traumatic aftermath. Thanks. You rock. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. 
but a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda free, paraben free, and pH balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and every body. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows summer is just around the corner so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees i wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune luckily i found quince Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Do we need the additional DMs or anything like that? Let's start with her email. Okay, let's start with that. I like what she wrote 
because at the end, she kind of gets into the gauging your own maturity. That's a big part of this that kind of gets left out right. of this conversation. What happens is I, I, I looked at this and I was like, Jake Gyllenhaal doesn't seem good to me, mm-hmm. but he also doesn't seem like he, you know, like, I don't know the Dave Portnoy and Diplo situation. I don't even know. I didn't even know all. that was the thing. I, I, I just, I just know that like, let's take his on his own. Let's well, take the, the, the 10 minute I think song. What we also can't take away from this is that I think celebrities ages are less meaningful than, um, real world people ages. Like if in a real world, Taylor would be in college, right? Totally, yeah. And this guy would be 29 and that would be like, to me a lot weirder and a lot they're both celebrities so they're both like in the same doing the same things in the same world so to me the age gap means less I'm happy than it might you otherwise that because I, that's my thought too but I don't think it sounds as good for me like I, I, th- th- that's the problem like <laughs> right. the sound versus what it is like they're two famous people they're both still famous at the time Taylor Swift at yeah. 19 no matter what you think about 19 and 29 she is the CEO of her own company she right. is has employees. She also and and she has a has been on, you know, private jet after private jet, and right. they hang out in a different. And so and she's not going to sorority formals. And and a twenty nine right. year old yeah. didn't show up to her formal to pick her up and convince her to go on a date with him. Right, so, I agree that that's a. I think that's an important part of this that we can't treat this like your average. 19, 29 year old relationship. But that's what Taylor does, and this is kind of the criticism she doesn't say that in her interviews. She doesn't say that in a song. Mm-hmm. Like even in the song, she doesn't say it's Jake Gyllenhaal. And by the <laughs> way, you know, uh, the, he's one of the top five hottest people in the country. You know, he's a, he has an alert. I do understand the, the backlash from that would be, well, he's using his power because he's Jake Gyllenhaal. He can get any woman he want. Why do you have to go for a 19 year old? But then you go, she's Taylor Swift and she's right. the, the biggest star alive. There's a draw to that as well. Yeah. Although at the time, I don't know if she was as big, but she's still a huge star. She's still famous. She's still, I think it's like, I, to me, the age thing doesn't matter that much to me. Like I don't care that much. About I'm, the with, age I'm, I, I'm with you. And, and, and that's purely because of the celebrity of it. Like, right. like we talked about this once where it's like, how can Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande get married? after a month and I'm like the way they hang out yeah. is different than how we have to hang out they can't leave the house so they're locked indoors right. together so it's a totally different it's a different thing yeah it's like a different you live a different life in a different world than like the, the vast majority of people so the age thing doesn't that matter that much to me I, I I'm gonna preface this by saying I love that that um, album I love red I'm the same age as Taylor Swift mm-hmm. so I was around the same age when that first as her as she was when that original song came out and to me i related to it so much because that entire album is about kind of dating someone that you're not really dating like Mm. not someone who's not your boyfriend that you're dating and sort of like the intense emotions that we see in those emails every day of like the pain that comes from that or like maybe like even though it's not a fully fleshed out real relationship i mean the line that screams that is i i was a secret you were my oath yeah you know in the song, she acknowledges that we are on two different, in looking back on it, I'm a secret, you're my, you're my oath. And it's like, don't you think both of those are crazy in that scenario? Like, don't you think both people have, 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 have made a mistake here? Right. To believe, like, you... Neither in, of those, in if, a healthy relationship, neither of those things are true. Exactly. Yes. Like, an oath? So it's like, and but again, this song... Everyone, if you're a fan, you're a fan of the end. And I'm a huge Taylor fan. I listen to the album many times. 
Um, but then it becomes, it's, I think Jake in this scenario is put in a like, of course you have to be well, against him. Totally. Well, it's funny. <laughs> you know, like, it's also, he's the oath taker. He's the secret keeper. You know? funny, I talked about this with Sammy on ad batches a few weeks ago um, because she, she watched the video and the video is basically like goes through their relationship. Then he breaks up with her and then it ends with um, her 10 year. Tw- it says 12 or 13 years later or something like that. And then they show she has a book signing and the book is called all too well. And he's like standing outside the book signing, just mm. like thinking about going in. Right. And Sammy texts me when she just comes out and she's like, this is the guy. She's like, she's like, you have to watch the video. You have to watch the video. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I wasn't planning on watching the video, but then I watched it and I'm like, oh, I know what you're referring to. It's like the Vancouver guy. Yeah. Right. Showing up. Right. Showing up like in, you know, and she, this is my art that's about sort of our, our, mm-hmm. uh, whatever we had going on. And this is like, um, and it, you know, they always come back and it's fun. She was like, what did you like? And we were talking about this. She's like, what did you think about that? And it's like, I feel like, you know, before we started this podcast, I would have a very different opinion about how I view Jake Gyllenhaal in the situation. But now looking back on it, it's kind of like, just like with that scenario with the Vancouver guy and with J- with the and big Jake those, Gyllenhaal. For those that might be just tuned into the show, Vancouver guy, Jordana had like a long standing, you know, three month continuously on and off. Yeah. On and off situation with a guy who ended up showing up at our Vancouver show years later. Yes. You know, so much like the Taylor, I guess, video, show. Yeah. Right. And I think like what I say what I'm saying to her is like what I learned from that is like not that like, oh, that guy is evil or Jake Gyllenhaal is evil, but like one that like even if that was the case, that guy still doesn't care that much. Yes. Like it was because like that guy is like a little lone like it's not personal really to me. It's like that guy's feeling a little lonely, sees, you know, happens to be in town and like sees the thing. And I think there's a sense of that for a lot of women to think like, oh, and he's still thinking about me like all those years later, which like there's an element of truth to, but it's not, it doesn't mean that you were meant to be. It's also still thinking of you, also still hurting me. Right. He's still trying. He knows he's hurting me and he's doing this knowingly. And it's like, again, mm-hmm. similar thing. It's like, it's not, he knows it, but it's about him. Right. It's not about, he's not thinking about, thinking about you at all, which is like not great. Not great. But it's also, he's not like the devil, but- I think it's more like you're not together. It's not really that much about you, but even him thinking about you is still not really about you. Totally. And this is why, you know, this podcast, you know, like I think it was helpful to talk about it here because like I'm giving, I'm kind of like the mouthpiece for this Vancouver guy. Like I'm right, trying to give like, Jake Gyllenhaal. So, yes. and, I, and I'm kind of the mouthpiece for Jake Gyllenhaal because this song is a one-sided story. Yeah, and, and what makes it even more one-sided is there's a line about her dad and him sipping coffee like he's on a late night show. Where's the line about dad warned me? Right. Dad this told guy's me old. I should, this guy's <laughs> old. He doesn't want the same things as you. This guy is 29 and you're 19. What the fuck is going on? Where's the line critiquing the dad's actions or non-actions in this? It's not like, the, you know, you say it happens in secret with his mom is referenced in the song too. Right. So, again, this is more gray than it's being presented to us. Why would she do that? She makes her money off of this. Totally agree. And I mean, honestly, as someone who has profited off of a similar situation. Yes. Myself. (laughs) And that's what I'm saying. Like, like I can't, like, that one, you, I believe that her feelings were, like, really true and at the time really intense about that. And she did feel, like, victimized and she did feel maybe manipulated or taken advantage of. Um, and that is a relatable feeling and totally. she's capitalizing on that and I totally get it. And I 
that I, I as a consumer of Taylor Swift felt that way and then proceeded to do the same thing with my own previous I, I, relationships. I have a good friend of mine, mm-hmm. one of my best friends in the world. He's the biggest Taylor Swift fan I know. Okay. He's also the most critical of Taylor Swift. Wow. It's like Taylor Swift's like, um, uh, never, she's never able, able to please her father. Like it's like, <laughs> I'm yeah, your biggest yeah. fan and your biggest critic. Yeah. He, yeah. he loves her. He loves her music, but I'm going to read. I sent him this email. Okay. And I wanted to get his point Does of view. Does he want credit? No. He, he wants doesn't to want be credit. Okay. okay. He's a, he's okay. a quiet uh, contributor, but okay. him and I have talked about this before, but I, I was like, he can put it in a better way than I can. So okay. I want to read what he Let's wrote back. It. So I sent it back. He wrote, so I sent him this whole email that we just wrote. Okay. Okay. He writes, this is the problem with Taylor Swift. She normalizes calling three month relationships really traumatic. It's a cash in. She's laughing all the way to the bank. She hasn't thought about Jake Gyllenhaal in nine years, except when she dusted off a few choice lyrics to get everyone all hot about it. And what get what uh, and what part of the what part of the song details Gyllenhaal's great betrayal? Like genuinely, what I got out of that song was I really liked you and you didn't like me back. So you're a bastard. Men get dumb too. What the fuck? Okay, this might sound bad to people. I'm just giving you. Yeah, uh, this is not this you. Is, this is this him. This is not me. This is come him. But for it's him. A, I, okay. I, yeah, come for him. And then he writes, the five minute version was better. It captured the bittersweetness of young love. The 10 minute version takes that genuine, beautiful personal pain and weaponizes it by eliminating all nuance and objectivity, turning it into a blame game because she knows that's exactly the red meat she needs to throw to her base. She's the Tucker Carlson of breakups. And now Jake Gyllenhaal is a villain. How is that better than Kanye swiping the mic out of her hand? She's destroying a guy publicly for cash, but I still think she's incredible and I can't wait for her next album. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck-thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins Multi-Active Cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins Multi-Active Cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and Sea Holly Bio Extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP. UUP with promo code UUP, clarins.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable. And yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. 
Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail, a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. First of all, she never says Ed's Jake Gyllenhaal. So I think that like she's not like she's not like everyone. That's where she's not doing what she did to Scooter Scooter Braun, which is like which was basically like Scooter Braun hates me and hates women and tried to steal all my songs. And he's the worst. That's fair. That I think was a little uncalled for. Mm. Um, the she's not she doesn't never mentions Jake Gyllenhaal everyone mm. kind of assumes that's who he is and obviously she's it's also him, not right? said it's not, not him. him right so she lets people think that it's him fine and again as someone like I think what I what I don't agree with that your friend said is that she hasn't thought about him in nine years I think Fair. you can I think you can move on from someone and I do agree that the five minute version was better mm-hmm. um well the five minute version is you didn't go Jake Gyllenhaal. Right. But I also, you know, yeah. Like, I also think it sounds better. It just, I agree. It encapsulates that feeling, which mm. she was so good at doing in red with, of I'm dating this person. I feel so strongly towards them. I also like kind of feel weird about the fact that like this breakup is causing me so much pain because like when she, that's what I did disagree with what your friend said is that like she dated him for three months. It's not that traumatic. And like, yeah, it's not traumatic is like a very strong word. I agree. Mm. It's not traumatic. But you can, and that's almost part of the pain of these three monthers that don't work is you're kind of like, I felt so strongly about this person and they weren't even my boyfriend. So I don't even really feel like I'm allowed to be yes. um, really upset and really like, it, it felt like like a, a huge chapter in my life and they didn't even care. Mm-hmm. And that's almost like the worst part when she's like, uh, and I heard the lyric that I always remember when she's like, you called me, you called me up again just to break me like a promise so casually cruel in the name of being honest Mm -hmm. where this guy's like, okay, I'm being honest and being a good guy and probably what Jake Gyllenhaal was doing. But to her, it's kind of like, it's so casual, it's like casual and it's so painful. And that's like almost the hardest part is that someone does it, that you care so much more than this person. Even like when the guy comes back 12 years later, it's like, Mm -hmm. you still noticed, you still wrote this, you wrote a song, you put it in the video. Like at the end of the day, like she cares a lot more than, no one's heard anything from Jake Gyllenhaal. He doesn't really care. Or, I mean, what can and he say? The, what can he say I know, right but now? I'm saying that's really, I think that he probably doesn't care. Like, the most painful part is that he doesn't really care. What if Jake came and out? And never really did. Well, yeah, I would agree. I think the idea that he broke up by saying, I'm 29 if I was just younger. Like, right. that's that's a shitty that's thing. That's like a, what, we, what we would call, like, an excuse breakup. Total whatever. excuse. Yeah. Shitty to say. You didn't feel a connection. Was it because you're 29 and you dated a 19-year-old? Then you need to, like... You're an asshole for doing that. Right? Why date her in the first place? Why date her in the first place? Yeah, Yeah, totally agree on that. But it's, um, I think, what would like if Jake Gyllenhaal came out and it was just like, hey, I feel horrible that this is stuck (laughs) with her for this long. To me, it was a nice relationship. I got to know her dad. She met my mom. Right. We had some good times. 
in retrospect, I probably shouldn't have been dating someone that young and I should have known ahead of time being 29. But she's a huge celebrity in her own right. And that's probably what he's thinking. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. I'm saying like, yeah, this is where we get to the other side of the of the Vancouver guy. Right. Where it's like from his point, you'd hear. I think if people heard Jake's side on it. No one's going to agree with him and think he's a better person, but they're going to go, I get it. It's not like the worst man in the world. I get it. You know, I think his silence, but I don't know what he could do, you know, to even. Yeah. I mean, to think that Jake Gyllenhaal, I think is a, is a super villain is an immature take. But that's, but again, that's kind of back to my, right. It's an internet immature take. That sells albums too. We have to admit this is the note she plays. Totally. You know, and, and listen, it's I'd her right it to too. play it. She's made a lot of money. It's her right yeah. to play it. Like we were talking about oh, Nora Ephron, you know, <laughs> movies, talking about her breakups. Like those people that were referenced in her movies. Like, yeah, I you mean, know, you signed up for to date, a, you know, a good writer. You know, like Jake Gyllenhaal. You, I mean, I heard another podcast talking about it um, that I really like. And they were like, this is why you never date a good writer. Do you, th- yeah, do you think he's you. even maybe like flattered by it in a way? I mean, like, do you, I mean, is, I, I, is there a way, is there a part of him that you think that might be flattered that this superstar has been thinking about and wrote and an out al- like an album, but this, this song, which he then remade into a different song of like, she's still thinking about it. Like that must be somewhat I, flattering. I would, if, if I were him, I would feel bad. Really? Yeah, I, I don't think... If, I think if that's what gets your rocks off, you are kind of shitty. <laughs> <laughs> like, someone's had to live with this for 10 years. Like, this is the other thing, like, with, like, three-monthers. Like, I think everyone out there has someone out there thinking of them even just a little bit like this. Right. Taylor Swift probably has guys who are that's thinking about her like that, too. Male, female, straight, yeah. gay, bi, whatever you are. Totally. Whatever your affiliation. I do think there's someone that goes... I never, you were the sand they couldn't, that right. fell between their fingers. Yeah. Like, I, I do believe that. And I think that's sort of where the maturity plays into it, I think is like, and that's kind of why I didn't really like the 10 minute version either. And I think it's also because like what I, I like that I like all too well because it feels like nostalgic and it reminds me of that time in my life when I was the same age as mm-hmm. Taylor Swift was when she wrote that song, when I felt similarly about relationships and I kind of felt like, they were so dramatic and everything was so intense and then it was like so bad and so good. And I think that's kind of like, it's almost like a bittersweet memory of like feeling those kinds of feelings. And that's yeah. why I'm kind of like with the 10 minute thing, I'm like, all right, can't, can't you just like have let it well, that's, live there? It's also like she's, the thing that's kind of bothersome is she's also playing it cool now. Mm-hmm. Like when she talks about the 10 minute version, she's like, oh, he's out there. And it's like, wait a minute. I thought you were, this was traumatic. Right. Do you know what I mean? Which is it? You trash someone because you didn't care or you trash someone because, you know, it's like, again, it goes back to like the using mental right. health well, as like a, as a coverall yeah. for everything. It's like, okay, like, and now he gets floated in with other names and I don't even know the severity of the Diplo, do I, Dave yeah. Portnoy thing, but I'm saying like, are they in the same realm? Like this person is emailing with their names in the same email, you know? And this is where these things get, yeah. You know, mesh together, so to speak. I think the fans want a little bit of a villain. Like they want, like, that's not what they don't. If she came the, out and she was like, looking back, you know, it was like, uh, you know, and if she came back, looking back at it, like I, I think, look back at it of like two kind of people who were like clearly dealing with their own mm-hmm. shit. And like someone was, I was probably too into it. And they were probably like took advantage of that a little bit. But and also I was too young. Right. Yeah, yeah. Probably like, you know, 
they probably hurt me more than they could have, but like that, that's not necessarily their fault. Like, you know, looking back, they, I think if she said that it wouldn't be the sensation that it was. Cause that's not what people want. No. Well, th- again, to go back to something we talked about, this is how she makes her money. This is how you made, you, you've made money yes. off of this, this story. Everyone who has sat at a brunch table, the, the hypothetical brunch table we bring up on this show all the time, mm-hmm. where you talk about the person you date and you're like, and they did this shit and they did that shit, you're making money off it too. You're getting social capital off yes. of it. You are getting the dopamine of everyone listening to your story and being like, fuck him, and giving him a nickname. And, and you're getting... Dating breakup stories are more interesting than the married, we went and got groceries this weekend story. So... We yes. all do this. And so, that, right. And that's what I'm saying. It feels like drama feels good. Yes. Like the drama of it like feels good. Like almost when I listen to the original All Too Well, that's what I'm like nostalgic about. Like, mm-hmm. like the excitement of the drama, which you don't get from being married. Meeting it's someone like, new. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the highs and the lows and like that has its own fucked up stuff too. But it's also like it's an exciting time of life. Being in your early 20s and dating a guy who's like into you for three months and then stops liking you is like it feels like you're in a movie. Totally. Yeah, you're the Taylor Swift. You're the main character. I. She asked, like, she the, the emailer, she grows this out to, like, the greater world of dating. Like, mm-hmm. how do we... And I don't think we are going to solve the three-monther. <laughs> like, I don't think... This, I, but I will say, yeah. I, I think this is where you brought up something very interesting that I've talked about, like, I think on Instagram stories, but it's, like, the idea that, like, I don't deserve to break up with someone. And I think that's something that can be taken away from this is like breaking up if, if, if the nature of our relationships change, like our, our parents didn't have situationships. Right. So we have situationships. That means other things have to change too. When you break up with someone, you deserve to break up with anyone. It could be two weeks. It could be a month. It could be three months. I think that helps this. I think saying to someone, hey, I feel let down by blank, blank and blank. I feel upset by blank, blank, and blank. And for that reason, I'm unattracted to you, so I'm ending this relationship. That is something that where the clear barriers are made, the ending, the bow on top has been tied. Totally I think agree. that helps. And I think that makes you a better dater. Because like, if you watch the video, like part their, their fight in the video is him, you know, he like, let's go over hand at the dinner table or he doesn't want to like hold her hand in front of his friends or something mm. like that. So what she could take away from that is all right, next time I date someone, I didn't like that about this three month or I didn't like that. He didn't hold my hand. I like that. He invited him to his sister's place. The next mm-hmm. person I date, I'm going to be like looking out for, you know, if they're pu- publicly affectionate, that's something I now know I really like. Totally. And I don't like, you know, not returning my scarf. Like, I don't know, <laughs> like I mean, also meeting a sister is more important to me than I understood before I met a sister. Right. And if you come out of that, if you come out of that dating experience with that knowledge about yourself and what you like, forget the other person or like taking what they, the good and bad parts of them and bringing that to your next thing. It's not a waste. So I don't think it's about like, how do you, the three monthers are great. Actually, if you have a a great dater is someone who does a bunch of three monthers and then eventually uses all that Intel to find someone they want to date for longer. Yes. I totally agree. I, I think it's very interesting how passionate people got. I mean, I tweeted out like where the Jake Gyllenhaal stands out there and like, some guy was like, oh, yeah, red flag or deal breaker, date a 19-year-old and then break up with him three months later. I was like, yeah, that's a very right. black and white way to put yeah. that. <laughs> that's know, like, really yeah. taking away a lot of, I think, the other 
parts of the situation. Listen, and this is all to say we're Taylor. It's an open invitation to come on this podcast and talk about dating with us anytime. I would love to hear her perspective. Same. I would, uh, and Jake too. Well, have yeah, her. I'm this a big is, fan of both of them. I'd like to invite them both to sit at this table with us and discuss the case. relationship, plead the case. I, yeah, you know, I don't know if people would listen to that episode, but you know, maybe you know, <laughs> could be. <laughs> Think anyone listen? <laughs> <laughs> Open invitation. If you guys want, we'll save you a seat. Yeah, there we go. We solved dating again, Jordana. We did it. Uh, we solved Taylor Swift's whole album, didn't we? I'm so proud of us. Honestly, I love. I do love Taylor Swift. I love her. She's so talented. So this is all to say we shouldn't have to explain that. Yes, she's a genius. Yes, we're we're we are we are Swifties. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I have to be to have a normal conversation. conversation. That's what yeah. we need to to preface this with. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you on Wednesday. Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.